Morning, everybody. It is Monday, the 24th of October. Morning, Henry. Welcome to another morning meeting. Can you give us the rundown from Friday night? It was a pretty big one over in the US, wasn't it? It was a pretty big one. There was a, a journalist in the Wall Street Journal, which really set the uh, the market on fire, I guess, in terms of his commentary about the Fed and the fact that they may not be going quite as aggressive towards the tail end of this year and into 2023, as they had previously said. So US markets off to the races, Leighton. We had the Dow up 749, 2.5%, and the NASDAQ up 2.3%, S&P 500 up 2.4%. So pretty good news there. What also was interesting as well was, I guess, the resource stocks overseas went absolutely nuts. BHP was up 4.2%, Rio up 4.2%. This one stood out to me. Freeport McMoran was up nearly 10% and the US dollar came off in spades. And one of the big stories recently, I guess, has been the strength of the US dollar predicated on the back of those uh, aggressive Fed rises. So it came off big time. And the Aussie, little Aussie battler, there we go. Little Aussie battler was uh, knocking on the door of 64 cents. It wasn't long ago that the market was talking about it going below 60 and 58 in sight, etc. So there you go. As usual, the contrary indicators when everyone starts getting uh, very bearish and starts telling everyone it's going to go to 55 cents, it bounces all the way back again. So that's really helped our market this morning. We are currently up 128 points. I've got to say, it's one of those markets where you have the leap on the open, then everyone looks around each other and goes, hmm, okay, now what do we do? Uh, we're back to 68.04. Volumes, again, not huge, but it's it's going to be a big week, isn't it, Leighton? Run us through, run us through some of those US companies that are reporting this week, because there are some big and it's going to be a big week, I think, for the US market. Yeah, so the tech stocks are starting to kick off their reporting season over in the States. We've got Microsoft tonight, Twitter tonight, Google tomorrow, or Alphabet tomorrow, Amazon the following day, then Apple and Facebook as well still to come. And there's a whole heap of other stocks in there. Coca-Cola, McDonald's, what else have we got? Visa, MasterCard, there's plenty to come this week. Yeah, I guess this could be a kind of make or break week to some extent for the US because it has been rallying hard. It was up over around 5% on the week last week while our market was pathetic, I have to say, completely wimpy. Uh, we were down for the week where the US was up, but it is make or break week because the US market has been rallying on the back of their results, not being as bad as some had forecast. So yep. it's going to be a big week. Yeah, sure. Well, and of course, we've got that FOMC meeting next week on November the 2nd. So that's also coming in. Mm. And we've got our RBA on Melbourne Cup Day. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff coming up in the Yeah, but the, the, the yeah, the people at Ausbiz uh, emailed me the other day and asked me if I'd like to do the call on November the 1st. I pointed out that it was Melbourne Cup and they had no chance of getting me for um, for doing doing the call with Koshi on the 1st of November. So Finally um, they out. <laughs> I thought maybe I, I would I would not realise that it was the first Tuesday of the month. But so trap the young players. Uh, would you like to go through what you're talking about today in Henry's take? Of course, we've got no Marcus all week this week. So you did a strategy in there as well as your normal stuff. Well, our strategy is pretty obvious, to be honest, Leighton. It's a bit like the mechanical bull that uh, I strapped myself onto at FinFest the other week, and I have the bruise to prove it, which is now spreading. <laughs> it's an extraordinary bruise, I have to say. Um, but it is a bit like the mechanical bull. You strap yourself on and you hold on for dear life, basically, and try and stay on as long as possible. Our market, as I say, was pretty pathetic last week. We're making up for it today. We're up 2%, 130-odd points. So that is some good news there, uh, 68.07. So 
we're doing this sort of 6600 6800 trading range i guess the big question is where it kicks from here i think it's probably got a little more gas in the tank given what we're seeing overseas and the u.s futures are pointing to a, a solid night as well we've got nasdaq futures up one percent at the moment so that's good so really it is just the mechanical ball strap in hold on stay on for as long as you can at some stage it will run out of impetus yet again and the headwinds that are there will come back to haunt us because um, there are still a lot of headwinds in the system not least of which of course is the u.s midterms which are coming up which could change the face of u.s politics and render mr biden a little bit impotent we do have of course new improved leadership in china with third term president xi and a new composition of the politburo today's monday so we looks like we could have a new prime minister in the uk and it's not going to be boris who's going to be back on the plane off back to the caribbean for his holiday you wonder why he bothered coming if he was just going to pull out of the race that's something for boris but yeah at the moment yeah we've set our strategy pretty much in train we are long the market is bouncing happy to stay long and uh, when it gets to sort of 6900 if it overshoots on that range then maybe we need to have a conversation about taking some profits and a few things but certainly you know we've got anz results later this week we've got macquarie and we've got all those us results so it is make or break but what is interesting i guess is you know everyone keeps counting out this lithium story you know keeps saying you know it's all over red rover it's the end of the you know i read over the weekend that it's not going to last forever well, of course it's not going to last forever nothing lasts forever except a mcdonald's quarter pounder which i believe does last forever if you don't <laughs> eat it but the lithium story will continue we saw pilbara come out with a, another small shipment sort of leftovers ulterior which they've sold at pretty bullish prices we've seen vulcan energy with a pretty positive announcement this morning they're up 13.9 percent on the back of their announcement i just had a, a email from the ceo and they've had some pretty good results coming out of their european project so this is no way over if you think this is over you are um kidding yourself and i put in today into henry's take just some some numbers in terms of uh what is required in terms of lithium production to uh, satisfy the demand for evs which is coming and we've got cop i think it's cop 27 coming up in the middle east in november so that'll focus things on environmental we've got a budget where i think um, government will be pushing their environmental credentials again charges evs all this sort of thing this story has got legs um continues to have legs so um, don't don't think it's over just yet i tried to buy lithium power um i think i, I wrote about this one last week on the back of them presenting at the microcap conference i went to uh, these guys are right next door to core lithium they're up another 11 percent today so that's annoying because i haven't been able to get set in those and uh, you know core lithium's up 4.4 percent we got pilbara up five percent you know th- this story has got legs still so interesting times my friend layton yeah and just looking at the market map which the members will be able to see soon but the whole lithium sector is pretty much all green or dark blue which yeah. means that it's up over three percent pretty much yeah. all of the resources sector is up but yeah lithium is just flying at the moment and and you know some of those battery material stocks that have done uh, well out of uh, the Biden Build Back Better battery bonanza. You know, you've got Novanix up 16.3% this morning. Yeah. Neo Metals, which is battery recycling, 11.4% better. Even the graphite ones, which we talked about in the newsletter a little while ago, after I sat on a panel with a guy for CSIRO, and we talked about flake size, and I completely lost the sea with that. But Syrah is up another 7.5% today, and Talga, which I did add to the small cap portfolio, is up 7.2% today so you know there's stuff happening out there if you think the resources have topped go away have a lie down and think again because you know the, the resource market i tell you what was interesting like apart from that former leader being manhandled out of 
of the Chinese Congress. Did you notice anything else about the Chinese Congress? I haven't seen anything on it this morning. You haven't yeah. seen it? I haven't, I haven't no, looked at anything yet. Compulsory <laughs> viewing. What were you doing at the weekend? <laughs> but what was, what was interesting about the Chinese Congress is not a single person in that Congress was wearing a mask. What does that spell for COVID then? Well, exactly. You know, this is, this is a country that's gone hard on COVID, has been locking yeah. everybody down because of COVID, yet all these delegates turned up there and did not wear a mask. Yeah. So is that telling you that the Chinese are going to do what the rest of the world is doing, which is politely ignore COVID and get on with life <laughs> and open up their economy? In which case, you know, we could see that stimulus. We could see the global growth story. And it's not going to be you know, fantastic, but it may not be as bad as bears think. In which case, resources is not mm-hmm. going to be a bad place to be. So yeah. interesting, really, that not a single person wore a mask. Yeah, that's crazy. Just when we thought resources was maybe starting to show signs popping out. Who thought they that? come in and Mark's saying that. Yeah, well, I don't think it is. I think we've still got, you know, fuel in the tank. It just may not be iron ore. Yeah. It may, yeah. It may not be the iron ore tank. It may be, you know, the the oil tank. You look at Woodside's results the other day. They were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you look at Santos. They were pretty good. Great prices there. You look at the lithium prices. You look at, you know, gold's been under a lot of pressure because of the US dollar. That bounced back. Oh, we're seeing a little bit of that today. So, you know, there's... And coal stocks. I mean, crikey, who would have thought that coal stocks would be the place to be? You know, no, you couldn't give them away a couple of years ago. Yeah. You could not give away Whitehaven. Nobody wanted it. No hope. Nobody wanted new hope. It was just decimated with ESG considerations. And they have been absolute stellar stocks. Huge, huge wealth creators. You know, it must be time for Nathan Tinkler to come back. That'll be the sign of the top coal. <laughs> I did notice this morning, South 32 and Oz Minerals have both downgraded some of their guys but it seems like a lucky timing because they're both actually up on their guidance downgrades. So. Um, yeah, Oz Minerals has got to be an interesting one because it had a bit of a wobble this morning. Don't forget, Oz Minerals is being bid for by BHP. Yeah. And over the weekend, BHP said, you know, we're very disciplined and we're not going to be paying up for this one. We're not going to pay silly prices, which I think the market took for, oh, you know, we're going to walk away. So clearly uh, the market got a little bit spooked. They hit a low of 24.67 this morning briefly and they're back up to 2560. So, you know, clearly it's been quite volatile, but, you know, BHP still lurking there at 25 bucks. So it'd be strange if they went below it. I think BHP would really like this one, just not happy to pay up. Yeah. Have you seen anything for New Hope Corporation this morning as well? They're down five and a half percent, but I haven't seen an announcement out. It's called X Dividends, Leighton. Is it X Dividend today? Yeah. I didn't it's X Dividend a no, lot. Didn't look at it. It's down, down 41 cents, and I think they paid 56 cents oh. in dividends. So yeah. I think. There was, I think there was a special and a, and a final. So, um, yeah. so yeah, they're ex-div. They're, um, yeah. they're going against the trend for ex-div today. Is that one in the calendar? Thanks for that, Henry. It's all right. You're straight. I <laughs> uh, don't have too much more to go through this morning. It's been relatively quiet on the announcement front. There's a few starting to trickle through now, but I don't have them all written up yet. They'll be in the newsletter soon. Stuart has his technical section in again this morning, and he's looking at his volume strength indicator readings. Make sure you check that one out. Other than that, I don't have a whole lot more. Do you have much more to add there, Henry? Oh, well, not really, no. It'd be nice to see a bit more volume in this market, but I think there's a, there's a heap of money still on the sidelines waiting for the siren to announce the all-clear. I'm not sure we're ever going to get that siren, but you know, certainly, as I said earlier, mechanical bull is in motion. Grip the rope, punch your thighs, hang on. <laughs> is that the motto for the day? <laughs> it's it's my motto for life, actually. Uh, 
<laughs> Very nice. Some sound advice for members there. <laughs> there you go, kid. Some sound advice from your great granddad. Alrighty then, that about wraps us up, I guess. Thanks for that, Henry. My pleasure, mate. See you back here tomorrow. Thanks. See ya. 